0: I would have been a bad person had success had come to me so early. I remember my 30th birthday party. I refer to it as my the best day of my life. And Joe's always a pretty offended by that. But I still remember this 30th birthday party. My sweet Joe uh, surprised me with this. But I mean, everybody was there. And I remember this party just being this incredible night with old friends and new friends and my wife and family. I mean, all mixed together in this perfect, perfect pot. But I remember the next day, my parents were kind of wrapping up and leaving and they came over and they said, hey, Chip, does it does it hurt your feelings for some of your old friends to come over like that? And I was, I was almost like taken aback. I was like, why would that hurt my feelings? Mom, that was like the best day of my life. What? And she was like, well, you had to have noticed that two or three of those kids that you thought you were going to be at least on par with, if not like their bosses, they all drove up in cars that are as valuable as the house you live in. Like, surely that dawned on you. And I swear to God, it hadn't. I thought I was doing all these things. I had 10 or 15 rental properties. We were flipping a few of these. I was doing this small business and this small business. Mom kind of runs that thought past me. And it was almost like it dawned on me in this pretty sad way. Like, man, I thought I would have been further in my career by now. And I just want to encourage those uh, of you that are listening that it's just like this stuff doesn't typically happen overnight. And so from that point, I just started remembering, just kind of noticing as our as our career evolved. And I mean, it evolved quickly in in a positive way. But then the cra- the real estate crash really affected Joe and I because we had a lot of of irons in the fire at exactly the worst time imaginable. And that oh eight, oh nine, two thousand and ten kind of crash occurred in our literal backyard and i mean it almost bankrupt joe and i and i always joke it's like i think if we we didn't have enough stuff to actually declare bankruptcy everybody was just like bro you're not gonna make it you know this isn't gonna work a and b are not equaling c and so they were just it was almost a two-year period to kind of dig ourselves out of what felt like an enormous crater an enormous hole. And then all of a sudden, magically, like, like, like God knew what he was doing. Fixer Upper came right on the tail end of, I'd say there were two years of real hardship to where Joe and I were literally doing the, the rice and beans, you know, very frugal, trying to pay off debts, trying to dig ourselves out of this, what felt like this overwhelming uh, circumstance that we had found ourselves in. And about six or 12 months from that point, Fixer Upper uh, it was actually a production company and they called and said, hey, can we feature your family? We we love what you're doing. We'd like to follow you around on a couple of shows. We had no, I mean, a couple of projects. We had no earthly idea about television or anything about it. We were just like, who are these people? I <laughs> truly thought it was a scam. I thought it was like one of these things to where you're going to send somebody $5,000 and you were going to inherit, you know, some, you know, Middle Eastern fortune or something like that. I thought literally it was that much of a scam. But all that to say was like, we got to that place and we said yes to that little opportunity and they came down, they were real people. We connected with them in a lot of really cool ways. And we started building what eventually became Fixer Upper. But had that happened in, in my world, maybe 10 years prior, 15 years prior, I don't think I would have been a great human being because I, I really got to learn so clearly humility and, and how, how money really works.